Welcome everyone to Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Mariah Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Avni Thakur, cardiologist and president of Catholic Health Physician Partners. Doctor, so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Thank you so much. Uh, well, to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Sure. Uh, again, Dr. Avni Thakur. Um, I am a cardiologist, general cardiologist by background. Um, trained uh, mostly in Boston, Harvard Medical School, Mass General, and, and Boston Medical Center, and have been practicing now as a clinical cardiologist in the New York, uh, Long Island area for about 15 years. Um, from an administrative side, I started my career um, relatively early um, in, in leadership. I initially um, was a, a leader in cardiology in my medical group and uh, helped develop and build out many cardiology practices. And in time, I transitioned uh, into overseeing other specialties in primary care. Um, I've now been with Catholic Health uh, here in Long Island in New York for about five years, a little over five years, and uh, currently in the position as president of Catholic Health Physician Partners Medical Group. And this is our employed physician group um, across uh, Queens, Nassau, and Long Island. I'm also a mom. I have two kids, uh, both grown up now, um, and, uh, you know, have uh, a native Long Islander, so I'm really happy to be uh, working out here, taking care of pa patients and helping healthcare improve in, in my hometown. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that background. And to begin with the real questions of the podcast, um, the first thing I want to ask you is, what are the top three biggest issues in cardiology today? So I think um, the three key issues um, or sort of challenges and opportunities facing the, the cardiology space today, um, number one, I think, is, is really just uh, the impact of cardiovascular disease in our society. It's the top cause of death in the United States. Um, still today, although there's a lot of programs, treatments, uh, and awareness around this, it still remains the leading cause of death. Um, and if we look back since the 1950s when we had uh, the beginning of major advances in, in cardiac uh, treatment and diagnosis, you know, initially we saw significant declines in cardiovascular mortality. But in the last few years, um, despite, you know, continued research, advancement, um, and resources being poured into cardiovascular disease improvement, um, we have seen some plateauing in the improvement in mortality. So I think that's an interesting and, and important uh, finding or trend. And I think uh, one of the opportunities or challenges for us here, uh, both in the United States and globally, is perhaps looking at the areas we focus on in terms of diagnosing and managing cardiac illness. Um, and perhaps uh, switching some of our focus towards prevention um, and also towards specific therapies, whether there's a drugs or other types of treatments that have really strongly proven mortality impact. Um, so I think there will be some shift in focus um, to make sure that we continue to see a decline, not a plateau or uh, worse in, in the cardiovascular mortality rates. So that's one key area um, in my opinion, and I think perhaps one of the most important ones. Um, secondly, I think we all know this, and we're always reading and hearing about this, the cost of health care is rising in the United States, and uh, cardiac management, cardiac disease, you know, contributes in the top 5% um, for cost, and especially with our aging population, cardiovascular disease is a significant focus area, so I think we do have to look at, um, again, how we can bend that cost curve um, specifically in, in cardiology. And I guess the third area is um, uh, access to care. And, you know, especially through the pandemic um, and otherwise since, you know, we've really been focused in healthcare in general on improving access to care, in particular um, in the communities where we see there are, 
you know, barriers to access where there are socioeconomic and other disparities. Um, again, cardiovascular disease is prevalent in these communities, and I think making sure that all of our patients are, are provided equal access to care. Uh, we enhance um, prevention strategies, we enhance early diagnosis, and we make sure that people have access to the right treatments and the right um, engagement with their physicians and other clinical care team is, is critically important in cardiology. So I think, you know, those are my three areas, really, I think, for us to focus on in, in the coming uh, year or two, really, is bending that um, cost curve, uh, access to care, and focusing on how we can um, shift our clinical focus and our therapeutic focus to making sure we're seeing some improvement in cardiovascular mortality rates. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, talking about the future, the next thing that I wanted to ask you is, how do you see heart care evolving over the next 18 months or so? I think all of healthcare has seen like a real rise in, in digital health and, and artificial intelligence, I think across the board. Um, as a cardiologist and somebody who's always interested in what's coming down uh, the pike, if you will, in cardiology, there's been significant strides um, made in digital health and AI, uh, both in terms of supporting our clinical decision-making as physicians and care teams, uh, helping us uh, treat patients and giving us uh, good tech support as well as good data support in making clinical decisions. I think uh, some of the technological advances as well as some of the um, information that's driven to us um, through artificial intelligence and predictive modeling is very, very helpful. Um, additionally, I think for patients, digital health has become a big player, which it really wasn't um, some years ago. And patients really navigating their own healthcare with digital tools um, has become very prevalent now. And we see that a lot in our cardiac patient population because they really are monitoring their own vital signs, their own blood pressures, their weights, um, other metrics and parameters through um, wearable or other kind of easily portable digital devices. So I think in the next year and a half or so, you know, AI and digital platforms and digital health in general, I think are going to really impact how we practice cardiology, both as providers and how cardiac patients take care of themselves. Yes, I've definitely heard that repeatedly over the last couple months about AI, and that can definitely be an exciting thing. Um, the next thing I want to ask you uh, before we close is, what are you excited about today? And also, what is making you nervous? So, you know, I'm excited about and also nervous about some of the new weight loss and diabetic drugs that are recently becoming very popular. Um, you know, everyone's heard of them. They're all over the news. Ozempic, Wigovi, Manjaro, there are others. Um, I think it's a phenomenal pharmaceutical innovation. Um, I think there is a lot of patient interest and um, use now uh, getting um, more and more rampant. It's really helping people lose weight, and it's really helping our diabetic patients get those blood sugars down and treat their diabetes effectively. So it's really exciting, and I, and I think they're going to be potentially big game changers in um, making sure we keep people at, at the right BMI and um, really help them manage uh, a chronic disease, which is very important to manage, which is diabetes. So on one hand, it's just super exciting, um, and the early results in terms of how effective they are, uh, they're very good at controlling diabetes, and they've promoted significant weight loss relatively rapidly. I think this is really exciting um, early findings. And um, generally speaking, patients are interested in them and are, are you know, willing to go on them. So that's all good. And, uh, you know, if they continue to be as effective as they are, I think we'll see significant improvements in metabolic syndrome um, and a lot of the risk factors that drive cardiovascular disease. So as a cardiologist, you know, anything you could do on the front end to prevent disease on the back end, you know, you know that means we're treating people better and earlier. So that's, that's the really exciting part. 
Um, I guess it would make me a little nervous because we're using them pretty widely now, and we don't know yet, like with any new medication or treatment, what the potential side effects will be. Um, but I think, you know, we will learn. I think they're being monitored pretty carefully, and um, hopefully there won't be any significant side effects that uh, really prevent our ability to continue to, you know, utilize these medications appropriately. So, again, I think it's a great area. I think it's a very interesting and evolving area. It makes me very excited and, uh, and also always a little bit um, cautious, I guess that's what I would say. Absolutely. And thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing discussion. So I want to thank you again for coming on Becker's Healthcare. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. And a pleasure to meet you.